Support for this podcast comes from Diversary Fund. Diversary Fund is an investment platform that allows everyday Americans the opportunity to invest directly into commercial real estate deals, with the goal to help close the wealth gap and enable all Americans the ability to achieve financial freedom. Go to www.diversaryfund.com. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-Y-F-U-N-D.com. Now back into the show. I was kind of a dipshit. Uh, um, writer, or like even still today, I have relapses and and I can be a dipshit. But but I was a serious one early on in my life, and I w- I knew it all as a teenager. And uh, at some point in my early twenties, I I swallowed my pride. I realized I didn't know it all, and I started on a new journey of discovering who I was and what I was all about. And my dad was a a great person to be a partner with. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow, and ultimately created extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel so head over to reedgoosens.com click on the video link and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right enough out of me let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mike McCarthy. Mike is an entrepreneur, speaker, best-selling author of Tribe of Millions, co-founder of GoBundance, as well as a regional owner of the Keller Williams Greater Pennsylvania region, overseeing 50 offices, 8,500 agents who have closed, closed on over 52,000 units in 2018 for a total of, get this, $14 billion dollars in sales in 2018. That's with a B, not with an M. Um, Mike attributes his success to his own grit, but he also to the individuals who have kept him on track towards his goals. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show, but enough out of me. Let's get him out here. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing excellent. Doing even better now that we're chatting. This is fun. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) 
Mate, my pleasure. Uh, I mentioned in the bio there that you are one of the co-founders of um, of GoBundance, and I know we're going to get into that in, in a little bit. But the first question I ask all my guests when they come on today's show is, uh, rewind the clock. Tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid. Oh, man, that's fun. You know, uh, I made it by... Uh... Uh, you know, I'm sure I did some errand for my father or mother and made some chore money, but I'd rather focus on the first dollar I made outside the family. And that was when sure. I, I took my lunch money, bought a bunch of bolt candy, and then resold it at school. And I did that for many years. I was a, a candy slanger, if you will. And uh, it was something that served served me well. And actually, at my 20-year high school reunion, which I just went to a couple of years ago, uh, one of my friends brought it up and was like, I'm not surprised that you are in business and doing what you're doing because when we were kids, you were doing business. And uh, so anyways, I was a young entrepreneur selling candy back in the day. What was the uh, candy of choice? You know, I was a gum guy. I really liked getting like the five pack Bubblicious uh, pack. You could get mm-hmm. five of them mm-hmm. for like a dollar forty. And then you could sell them for a dollar each. So, you know, I'd make five bucks for on a dollar thirty-eight investment, essentially. But I would usually wow. chew a few <laughs> pieces of gum myself. So <laughs> one for me, one for you, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, mate, um, walk us through a bit of the journey. You know, you in the bio I've mentioned you you're overseeing this huge Keller Williams um, branch in in Pennsylvania. You're, you're an author, you're just a, you're an all-round, seems like an all-round good bloke, but just really a serial entrepreneur. But where did it all start? You know, did you go to school? Did you go to school in, in real estate? Uh, and, and if so, you know, how, how did you fall into this line of business? Yeah, you know, I'm really lucky because I'm an SOB, a son of a broker. So, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I hold that title with a lot of esteem. And I actually swore that I would never get into real estate um, but it turns out that from the time I was a, a teenager that knew it all till the time I came to my senses in my sort of mid-20s, my dad became much, much smarter. It was amazing how smart he became over those uh, 10 years. And really, it was me just awakening to the fact that I had a dad who wanted uh, to, to be an entrepreneur and who was doing a good job of it. He was a broker for Keller Williams. And uh, he had just purchased the Pennsylvania region when I graduated college. And I kind of swallowed my pride a little bit. And I went and said, hey, I'll, I'll work with you. He paid me hourly. I think it was $8 an hour I was making uh, at the time to draw out territory maps for him. And then I would cold call agents and we would go out and, and, uh, and we would meet top agents and we would do recruiting together. And Slowly but surely, I took over the recruiting appointments. And if I was saying the wrong thing, I would know because he would kick me under the table. And uh, after, he, <laughs> after he had to stop you know, nudging me uh, under the table and guiding me, and I learned how to recruit, then I sort of uh, became a franchise salesman. And that's what I did is I sold franchises and uh, I sold a lot of them and did a pretty decent job of it. So my dad helped me get my start. And uh, now we're still in business today. He's Um, I've really bought him out of the business and he's retired, but we're still partners in a bunch of other things. And he helps uh, me make uh, almost all of my business and investment decisions uh, today. So it's kind of cool. And you're focused primarily on the resi, um, Keller Williams. I know Keller Williams has a commercial aspect of as well, but but you're focused 
just on the residential? You know, we have commercial brokers in our in our offices uh, at at every level and throughout our region. But yeah, we're mainly focused on selling a residential fran- uh, brokerage uh, franchise that also has tools and resources for commercial agents. So they'll usually have a handful of commercial agents within each uh, Keller Williams Market Center because there's a nice uh, trading of referrals and. Um, synergy that can happen between commercial and, and residential, but all of the sales I listed, you know, uh, the 14 billion, like 98% of that is is probably uh, residential sales. Residential, yeah. right, right. And so, walk the listeners through how you you talk about a franchise. Um, how do how does Keller Williams work? You know, you obviously you're not Mr. Keller Williams, but how do you go out and make money through the Keller Williams brand and and, and quote unquote franchising? Yeah, so Gary Keller and I are partners, and so uh, we develop, uh, you know, and sell franchises together, and we have a contract with them, and they actually retain the profits uh, as an owner of the the franchise, and they also split those profits with the agents. Fifty percent of all of the profits in a Keller Williams franchise goes back to the agents who help that franchise to grow. And, uh, and then the way that I make money and Gary Keller makes money is uh, every transaction that happens, there's a small royalty fee, which actually is capped for every agent. That's a unique thing that, that Keller Williams does. Uh, and so we collect a little bit on, on every sale. And we, in exchange for that, we uh, keep the market centers and the leadership equipped and accountable. And we renew their agreements. We also provide all of the the local training and regional uh, lies training that uh, happens in the Philadelphia area for agents and for the brokers and leaders of each office. So. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. And, and so you own the, the, the specific franchise, call it you know the, the, the downtown Philadelphia Keller Williams franchise. Like, that's under your name, right? And, and, and then Kel, uh, Gary just has a portion of all those sales because it's- Well, it's, it's actually, there's one step removed from that. So actually, Gary and okay. I have sold the rights to someone else that owns the Philadelphia Keller Williams franchise. Right. They have a, a, an LLC and a business that they have a few partners in, maybe a few of their top agents. And those offices can you know make a million bucks a year owner profit and then spin off another- you know, million bucks in profit share, the top offices do. And in an average office will earn, you know, 300,000 in, in owner profit to, to the owners of that office. And then it'll shoot off another 300 in profit share dollars to the agents that helped it to grow. And that's one of the ways Keller has expanded uh, so rapidly is the innovative model that they have. Yeah, it is such a, it's such a major brand in and around Pretty much across America right now. I don't know if you are internationally, but but Keller Williams is um, the the go to brand. I think I, I I'm trying to think of other things off the top of my head, but but it's sort of the the KW 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 KW. It's like everywhere. That's like that's what you think. That's what you go to. In Australia, we had uh, Century Twenty One. I don't know if they're out here, but we also there's another one called Ray White, uh, which was uh, I think they come out to Atlanta. But um, are you is, is Keller Williams the number one in the country? We're number one in the U.S. Uh, by agent count, by volume, by units. Uh, so that by the, any metric that we can gauge we're number one um, in the U.S. And uh, I think it's like 10% of all homes in the U.S. right now are sold by Keller Williams. I could be off on that stat. I wow. haven't checked in a while, but it's uh, it's pretty darn close to that. And uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride. What's really uh, fascinating right now 
is that Gary Keller completely pivoted the company the, the last four to five years and is turning it into a tech company and has invested okay. all of the profits from the company uh, inter at the international level. So all the revenue I'm splitting with him, he's taking it and investing it into technology and has built a really, really robust tech platform. And uh, all of our offices, because of the profit sharing, are, are already connected. And we're already have been since the 80s transmitting all of the numbers to a central data point. So we're, we're kind of light years ahead already in position uh, to compete with companies like uh, Zillow and uh, Compass, EXP, uh, Redfin. There's a bunch of entries into yep. the market right now. And, and instead of us sitting on our back on our laurels and Gary Keller just sort of retiring as a billionaire, which he could have done, he's actually doubling down, investing all of the company profits into technology. And uh, now the race is on to see you know, how we can, uh, how we can make this happen. But I get up every day and read these articles about what's happening. And it's like watching, a, uh, you know, a fascinating story unfold from the inside. It's fun. Uh, mate, you know, it, it sounds like a, excuse me, my dog's got coming here. Hey, get out of here. Get, <laughs> hey, out. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, it, it is fascinating how someone with such a, you know, a, a track record of, of, of creating Keller Williams from, from nothing can can continue to, you know, have the, the vision to go and do something more. You know, you said you mentioned you, you could just retire and, and, and be done with it and sit on your laurels, but you want to, that, that hunger within you to keep, keep the drive going. And, and uh, we're not going to talk about Gary, but 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 how does that relate to you and in, in your own business? And, and you know, we, we mentioned in the beginning, like you've, you've got books, you've got GoBundance. Like, how has it always kept you going to be keeping hungry? Where you could just maybe sit back on your laurels and say, "Hey, I've got enough here. I'm 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 cruising. I'm in I'm in fifth gear, and I'm uh, I'm I'm just cruising along in life and, and loving it." Yeah, you know, I think you know, I can answer for me personally. I I don't know what drives Gary. I have my suspicions, but. Um, you know, the, the reason that I four years ago uh, volunteered to take over GoBundance, so to speak, as the CEO, which was me really signing up for a whole bunch of stuff that if I probably knew how hard it was going to be at the time, maybe I wouldn't have done it, except for now I sit on the other side of this vast expanse. And I've really gone on a journey that uh, has been an amazing journey to be on. And I'm grateful for it. And so that striving and that ambition, um, you know, I, I like to think of it as um, stewardship of the blessings that I've had. So you think about the ability to, for me to just be alive and to take breaths and to be, a, be this biological being uh, that, that uh, has intelligent, infinite wisdom that is created and driving it, no matter what your beliefs may be you know, you didn't tell your body how to organize itself. You don't tell your heart how to be, you just, it just happens for you. And so even if at that level, I can get really into a lot of gratitude of why I should serve the world and, and, and focus on giving back. But then you look at my life where I was kind of a dipshit uh, um, writer, or like even still today, I have relapses and, and I can be a dipshit. But but I was a serious one early on in my life. And I, w I knew it all as a teenager. And uh, at some point in my early 20s, I, s I swallowed my pride. I realized I didn't know it all. And I started on a new journey of discovering who I was and what I was all about. And 
my dad was a, a great person to be a partner with because once I knew it all, I became intolerable to work with because, uh, you know, because uh, once I, I became humble and then I learned business, I became intolerably a dipshit again. So it was literally like I had this regeneration <laughs> of like, hey, I sold a bunch of franchises. I know what I'm doing. And my dad luckily gave me the space and, and said, if you're so smart, I'm going to retire to Florida. And why don't you do all the work? smart guy. So he paid me a salary that at the time was pretty small. And I, I was running this big business. The only thing is it wasn't a big business at the time. It only had the potential to be a big business. So I feel like I had the way paved for me, uh, ahead of me by my father. And I did everything I could to screw that up. And I still got his love, his support. And now I've earned his respect through it. And, and so we have that bond. And now I feel I went on a trip four years ago to Peru with GoBundance. I came back from that mm -hmm. trip. I had my team in place. My business was growing like crazy. I had all this freedom and I was like, wow, I owe this to GoBundance, to Pat, to Tim, to David, my partners who are the three amigos. I think they've all been on some past shows you mentioned, but these were my mentors, my boys. And I realized in that moment that you know, we had GoBundance and it was doing pretty good as a mastermind organization. But I realized if, if I didn't dive in, we weren't going to be able to deliver to other young men and other striving, hustling guys that are successful. We wouldn't be able to deliver to them what I got to experience. So that's when I dove in and decided I was going to ambitiously go after this thing called GoBundance as the CEO. And all of the things I thought I was going to bring to the table ended up not be being the things that I brought to the table. And I had to relearn a lot of uh, ways of being as a leader and everything. And what's great is that made me better in my real estate business. So now I'm a more equipped leader all around. And I'm sure there's a few people that might argue with you on that at times. <laughs> uh, but overall, the, the consensus is that I'm on a journey of growth. And that requires me to not sit back and rest on what I've accomplished, but to look forward and say, what kind of difference could I make if I really push forward? And, and the next iteration of that for me now uh, is that I, um, I'm actually uh, the CEO. I've transitioned out of Fambundance, which is our, our family division of GoBundance for families. And so we have programs for our junior dream leaders, kids under 11, and for our uh, next-gen leaders who are the kids that are 11 and up, and for our, our spouses and our partners, uh, my wife leads a group uh, for them. And so within that, we also do some pretty fun events for kids and, and get them on the mic, talking, speaking, connecting, and building their network uh, early on. So I'm, am, I'm really ambitious about these things because I want to create for everybody else in the world what I got to experience as a young entrepreneur, um, as a kid, having a dad in business, you know, I want that for the world. I think entrepreneurship is the journey that we all have to go on in the future. Yeah, you bring up some really interesting points, and in, in dipshit, I think, is the big one that, that came out of that. And 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 dipshit meaning probably ego, right? Yeah. It's it's ego driven that as a young, I don't know why is it, it seems always seems to be males, but males and myself included, we're like, oh, we've made it, you know, we've done all this stuff, and you know, dad, screw you, see you later, go to Florida, and I'm going to take over the biz. How did you? 
did, was it just a confidence? Um, and when did you realize that the ego was starting to eat at your own business that and your personal growth that you couldn't keep going in that same trajectory because it just was going to end up in failure? Yeah, I think it was when I I looked around and I realized that I was doing it a, a lot on my own. I luckily had a couple of key team members that have been with my dad and I from the beginning. One and one specifically who is a core team member, Paula. And, uh, you know, I remember looking around at my life and everything, and it was all built around being the regional director for Keller Williams. There was no other identity to me anymore. There was nothing there. And when I got to that place of Keller Williams regional director, and I had several thousand agents in my region that, you know, and, and I had won some recruit, some recruiting awards and some things at a young age walked on stage. And, and then I was really hollow. Like I felt empty. I felt like, Hey, is this it? Why do I not? And, and so I went on a search and I found a coach actually named Janai Lane. And she is a, a spirit coach is what she calls herself. But really she's an energetic coach that helped me to really unlock parts of myself that got past my ego. And so you're, you're absolutely right, man. It was all ego. It was, it was me saying I, I can do this. And a uh, part of it though, is the journey we all have to go on because I kind of needed to put myself in that place where I was doing it on my own. I needed to kind of come out of the shadow of my father in some ways. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, there was just, uh, there was a battle going on that was really a battle with myself, not with my father. And so uh, once I got the ego in check, which took a lot of coaching sessions, an hour a week for the last 13 years, or an hour every two weeks for the last 13 years, I talked to Janai. We do meditation, we do healing uh, work. And to me, that's what started changing everything. In fact, at, at some point during my journey, uh, even before my wife married me 12 years ago, I was 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. And that was when I began hanging out with David and Pat and Tim more. And I lost a bunch of weight to go hike Kilimanjaro with Pat and David actually. And, uh, that was kind of a bit of a turning point for me as far as, uh, getting my act together as a young egomaniac. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. But it's, it's self being self-aware. So was there a tipping point where you had to say, like, I don't know if the, you said 13 years ago, take us back to that day. What did you have to say to yourself to say, I need help? And, and, and did your ego restrain you from putting your hand up and saying, I need help? Yeah, I think it was that um, uh, I, I literally was depressed. I couldn't get out of bed for like, you know, like a month and a half of just like working from my laptop doing the bare minimum. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't even face life. And uh, luckily, Janai, right at the end of that period of depression, she called me and said, I have a space open for you. And literally like six months before that, I saw her at an event and said, would you please help me? And she said, uh, I'll put you on the list. I have a waiting list. And I was like, I was kind of like, yeah, I figured whatever, like you, you want to help people. You know, I was kind of like glad that she didn't have a space for me. And I, I got this like six month period to just start to wallow more and more in my depression. And she helped 
me to help myself to come through that and to, to redefine who I was, to realize that all of the behaviors and ways that I had been being my whole life, they were uh, programming most of it. It was, it was, there was not as much awareness to myself as I thought. And that was a big humbling moment for me. And uh, a lot of, a lot of light poured in through those cracks, right? And poured out mm. of those cracks. But I had to realize that the cracks were there. I remember going to Landmark before I was ready to admit I had challenges. If you're familiar with Landmark, and uh, they no. bring, it's like a whole event where they have everyone come and like get in touch with what their challenges and obstacles and issues are. And I showed up there and was like, man, how did they get so many messed up people to show up all at once? Like I, <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't have any issues at that point in my life. I, everything was great. And then when it all comes piling down on you and you can't get out of bed and then you get a phone call and there's a glimmer of hope that comes through. Mm. That's so, it's, it's so interesting. Uh, I haven't, thank you. Thank you for, uh, before we go on, but for being so vulnerable there, because it is, it's hard to be vulnerable on a particular, on a podcast when you're trying to have this image of being successful and, and all that sort of stuff. But we, you, you break down the veneer and there's people struggling, you know, deep, deep, deep down. And, and I know, you know, I haven't personally experienced depression yet, but you can see, I've seen others get to a success, uh, quote unquote success in business. Um, but then realize, well, hang on, the other pillars in my life, you know, um, love and family and, 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 and health, they're all failing. And, but yet my business is growing and, and they start to see, well, what the hell's going on? What, what's, what am I really doing all this for? I've got to got this great business, but you know, my, my wife hates me, my kid hates me and my health is up the, up the freaking Creek. Um, it's really, it's really awesome to see that you, you are big enough and ugly enough to, to admit it. And, and a lot of people don't even get to that point. Right. And they just keep going down this path and hurtling towards, a doom I, I don't know what it what it would be but it's depression it could be suicide it could be drinking to you know whatever it is uh, a vice that 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 you need to escape the reality from so um so man kudos to you for for, for taking action and man 13 years every two weeks that seems like a pretty powerful uh pretty powerful coach so, yeah so, well yeah. she still has work to do with me and i still have work to do with <laughs> myself so i wish i could say that you know i think success is a a result of like a willingness to work on yourself, but I don't think it's a result of mm. having it all figured out either. So it's like, I'm going to struggle still tomorrow, today, next week with things as well. And I think, you know, embracing the, the struggle and I'm not a big into the hustle, uh, you know, mentality. I think there's, I think there's too much of that. We got to have self care along the way. And, but I do think mm. there's something to the struggle, you know, and I think that, we have to embrace it and know that it's not going to be perfect. And there's a level of needing to trust. And, you know, Janai opened up for me a trust in myself that enabled me to start reaching out more authentically to like a guy like David Osborne and say like, hey, I don't have it all figured out. And he was my mentor and he was telling me what to do, but I wasn't telling him all the time, here's where I'm messed up or here's what I'm struggling with until we started organizing more around kind of the GoBundance principles and around creating a tribe for others. And for us, having the tribe of 200 men and 40 women and 25 families that we lead now, um, it forces you to have to be someone who's fully always committed to growth. So I think in some ways, we take on these next things 
because it forces us to keep growing. Otherwise, it would be easy to, to, to stay, stay, stay back and not grow to the next level. G'day, guys. I want to interrupt today's episode as I'd like to take a moment to thank our wonderful sponsors. Without their continued support, we would not be able to bring you the most cracking real estate investment tips to help you be successful week in, week out. This month, we have partnered with a cracking, innovative peer-to-peer investment platform called Diversary Fund. At Diversary Fund, their goal is to reduce the wealth gap and enable everyday Americans the ability to achieve financial freedom by investing directly into commercial real estate deals, specifically value-add multifamily. Now, the thing that sets Diversary Fund apart from other peer-to-peer investment platforms is that they offer high-quality investment opportunities without the usual cost of entry. You can invest with Diversary Fund for as little as 500 bucks. That is it, $500. And, and the best part is that you are investing alongside operators who are the best in the business. So what are you waiting for? Start investing today and get access to the deals that historically have only been available to the top 1%. Go to diversaryfund.com. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-Y-F-U-N-D.com. Now back into the show. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit about GoBundance and, and maybe for those listeners out there who haven't listened to the past episodes with, with Pat um, and Dave um, and, and, and Tim, uh, what, what is it? What, what, you, what, what was it established for? Uh, you mentioned briefly that it's, it, you, know, you, you beat around the bush about like what it does, but but why did it start in the first place? Yeah, so it just started with Pat and and David actually pairing up at an event as accountability partners and and supporting each other for many years. And uh, they eventually met Tim, and uh, he became the third amigo, the three amigos. And for really like five years, they did stuff without me involved at all. And then uh, and then I showed up on the scene. Uh, you know, young, still kind of new at all, energetic. And we started uh, bringing more. Dipshit, right? Yeah, dipshit. <laughs> we started bringing more guys to the, uh, to this, to the event. And not because we didn't want to bring women, but when you're going on a trip with two or three other guys, and then all of a sudden you're, you're telling your wife like, hey, and these other three chicks are coming with us. It just gets a little <laughs> awkward. So we didn't set out to build the right. abundance as a men's only group we actually just set out to have trips that had like 10 to 15 guys on it and that we all would mastermind and that would be it but we really quickly realized that more than 15 guys that we knew wanted in on what we were doing and so we had an event in tahoe um for 45 guys and during that event we're like we should turn this into a membership let's let's get Mm. some resources behind this let's create some programs let's create a staff let's do more events uh so we we started scheduling a bucket list adventure every year for 10 days and we get about 15 to 20 guys to go international for for 10 days they're going to patagonia this year last year it was japan and uh and then we we do a winter retreat every year and that is our biggest event now it's actually coming up in aspen january 27th through the 31st and uh, that's our biggest event of the year. That was the, the seven years ago. That was when we, the event that we had 40 guys at, that we started selling membership. And we said, hey, let's just build this and see, see where it goes. And uh, we had a guy that was uh, one of our uh, elders and a partner early on in the business named Rock Thomas. And he led the, the business for 
the first three years. And, uh, and we did pretty good. We got to, I think 70, 80 members, something like that. And, uh, and then I, then I kind of jumped in and, and, and rock spun off and actually created a, a division that is for aspiring young millionaires. And, uh, he still leads that, that group today. It's pretty cool. And we've spun off actually three or four other, uh, mastermind groups out of GoBundance. We're kind of proud of that, but our core business right now is a group for, for uh, badass lady entrepreneurs. We've got 40 of yep. them. We've got 200 men that are in our elite division, which are all pretty much millionaires. They're accredited uh, investor level uh, successful guys that uh, really have to want to grow, want to support each other, want to be authentic in the way they show up. And then we have the family groups, but we run trips and uh, for families, for couples, for the men, for the women, and uh, on these trips, what we do that's really unique is we, we get the goods in the woods. You might have heard Timmy Rhodes say that when he came <laughs> yes. on your show. But uh, instead of just meeting all day, which nobody really wants to do, let's be honest, um, we, <laughs> we actually will go out and do fun stuff during the day. And then at night, we turn our dinner and our what would be like having some cocktails into a full-on mastermind session. And we'll have, we'll have speakers come in and we'll stay up till 11 o'clock at night, go to sleep and get up the next morning at eight or seven or so to do yoga, do another activity. And then we do it all over again for three or four days in a row. And it, it started out centered around skiing and snowboarding. And we also do a summer event now uh, for about a hundred guys uh, every year. And then we do the, the offshoot trips, little bucket list adventure trips that five or six guys might want to go on. Um, and we do uh, pods, accountability pods that, that happen virtually um, that we put guys in groups of uh, five or six and they meet every couple of weeks, hold each other accountable. We do uh, member spotlights and interview our members for wisdom, but we do a bunch of stuff over the years we've developed it. But the number one thing we've learned is we deliver what they want um, and sometimes not what they want, but what they need. But we listen to what they want. And we actually have brought in expert facilitators multiple times to mastermind and have them create the, the programs and visions and future uh, things that they then become the customers of. So it was pretty unique that we did that. We brought in an expert facilitator named John Berghoff. And uh, every year now, he facilitates our winter retreat. And part of that is the tribe gets to tell us what they want uh, the tribe to look like in the future. And so we, uh, we build it together. We built it for ourselves, for each other. And now we build it um, along with our tribe members. And it's uh, really an honor to watch the transformations that come out of um, all of that. And it happens so naturally. It's just like its own little living organism. And we're just supporting its growth. And it's becoming, it's like a teenager now. It's starting to get, get grown up. And uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's starting to know it all and become a dipshit. So we'll have to watch out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be self-aware. Yeah. But, um, exactly. but mate, so what, what's, what's the goal then? You know, not the goal. What's the future I should hold? It's becoming a teenager. It's growing. I, I, I've known about GoBundance for, for many years now. And, and when I had the opportunity to interview, you're now the fourth of the, of the Amigos. Um, it's really interesting. And, and you, you do bring a, a different, unique aspect to it. And, and GoBundance... 
for the average person maybe listening to this, maybe you've never even heard of it. It's sort of nearly like a secret group, so to speak. And maybe that's not what your intention is, but it probably started out being that way with 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 the three guys, and it's blossoming into this huge, you know, organization that can help and, and help kids and help women and, and and be that that sort of entrepreneurial leader in someone's life in order to, you know, take them down a path that they wouldn't maybe have not gone down if they hadn't had this particular group. So so where does the group what's the vision for for go abundance in the next 10 years yeah that's a great question and um you know i think what we've we've really decided is that we're the stewards of this energy and organization this living system called go abundance and what we've decided to do it ties in nicely with the book is we've decided to to do as much as we can to bring what we've experienced and learned through go abundance to the rest of the world and uh, we don't know exactly what that looks like, but we've decided that it's time to stop making it sort of a secret thing that's grown organically. We've done that for seven years. It's been a very um, amazing ride and it's been very natural and organic, but now we have local chapters that are forming. So one of my roles as former CEO that I'm still working on because I have experience in developing territories and recruiting and casting vision for a certain area is we're developing um, local chapters. So uh, in Southern California, Northern California, Denver, Austin, um, Chicago, Philadelphia, um, Dallas, uh, we have and Charleston, South Carolina, and now in uh, Portland, Oregon, we have regular monthly GoBundance meetings that are happening. And so our goal right now is to create a structure that can scale go abundance and bring it to a larger audience and that'll involve also maybe creating some additional levels of membership right now it's only for elite successful uh, uh, men and women uh, and their families but in the future we're going to be developing uh, programs models and and systems that can uh, be for everybody to tap into and tribe of millionaires is the first step towards that so we're excited right. to have released what we think is a business book everyone will want to read and should want to finish because I know for me personally, I've picked up and started uh, more business books than I've actually ever finished. And uh, this one is built into a parable story that also teaches six effects uh, that the people around us have on our lives um, unconsciously, subtly in the background and also sometimes very visibly in our lives. Uh, the effects that people have on it. So, uh, so we're our goal right now is to see what GoBundance can do. And there was a lot of talk early on about keeping it small and secret. And then we realized uh, that it's a company called GoBundance, and that sounded a little bit um, counterintuitive to the mm -hmm. abundant thinking that we were we were centered around in when we created it. So we want to see what it's capable of doing and it'll let us know how big it wants to get. That's awesome, man. And let's talk a little bit about the book and how it came about. What Was that through, you know, you, you go abundance has been going for what, 10 years now, 15 years? Seven, about seven years now as, a, as seven an years, official seven years. organization with masterminds you could sign up for. Yep. Right. And so how did the book come out of the masterminds? Yeah. So, you know, the last year we decided that we wanted to, to reveal some of these, these lessons. And so uh, we found an amazing author to, to help us to write this book. 
and to to uh, to encapsulize all of the the lessons. And so we actually had uh, this individual, Dan Clemens, who's you know he's such a modest guy, and we don't mind giving him credit. And at the same time, he doesn't he could not he could care less. But he wrote a beautiful story in this in this book about Ethan. And Ethan is a little bit like Dan's experience mixed with like the experience of every GoBundance member that's come through our events. And Dan got to come with us to Japan for seven or eight days and experience our accountability and our authenticity and the, the influence and some of the effects that, <clears throat> that he then along with us came up with. But really it's, uh, it's, it's the story of of what a man would experience if they if they had other men around them that loved them cared about them and supported them in a way that the world doesn't really talk about that being a place that exists right now other men supporting and loving each other right now it's kind of like it's not really that fun to be a man honestly and a successful one at that there's a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a hey you know you are you greedy are you you know, when, when is enough enough? You know, there's a, it's not really in vogue to, to have a lot right now. And so, um, I think we have to create this safe space for men to come together because, you know, these are the men, whether we like it or not, they have the resources to change the world. Uh, the ones that are really successful and sometimes they become isolated and feel like lone wolves. And so, you know, we created GoBundance to, to help, the people that are most successful to stop feeling isolated, to come out into their communities, into a community at least called the tribe where we inspire them to give back and contribute and do a bunch of other cool stuff. You mentioned about the book, um, the six pillars. What, what, what are they in the book? So we can, we can walk it through for the listeners. Yeah. So there are these six effects not to be mistaken with the six pillars of GoBundance, which in, okay. in GoBundance, we have pillars, which are the things we focus on uh, as the pillars of being a whole life millionaire, which, which really are our health, our wealth, our relationships, contributing in society, uh, being accountable to a peer group, and then finding adventure and fun and doing bucket list adventures in our life. So those are the six pillars of GoBundance. Hmm. In the book, though, we have six, um, six effects that are revealed. And um, you know, the, the first one is the influence effect, and that's simply just understanding what a powerful influence the people around us have on us. And I think we get it when it comes to peer pressure and, and realizing that we can harness peer pressure for positive good and change in our life. So the first one is influence effect. And then the multiplier effect is all about how the right group of people will compound your effort. And so it's understanding that uh, not only are the people around us influencing us, but we have a chance, uh, the opportunity to get around the right people who can multiply our impact. Um, the third uh, effect is the accountability effect. And that is really about how the world's most powerful force is accountability. And the reason is because we are hardwired to fit into tribes for survival. And there's been a lot of books written about tribes and um, around this, but we are hardwired to want to fit into groups. And so when we can create groups where the accountability 
is positive, like around the pillars I just listed, contributing more, your health, having more fun, if we can create that positive peer pressure that's really hardwired into us, we can make instant shifts and become people that are in shape overnight. Like we have people, uh, even myself, that have had dramatic changes physically uh, and health-wise because they just became part of a group where being healthy was now the cool thing. Um, so the accountability effect is the third one. The fourth is the authenticity effect. And this one's kind of my favorite one because this is all about how you find your true self amongst those that you trust. And one thing we found in leading groups, and this is helpful to anybody who might lead a group or a team who's listening, is that you don't really have a, a team or a group that's going to be uh, a maximal, maximally effective unless you have something called psychological safety. And Google actually did a big study around this where they studied the most high-performing teams. And what they found was that the teams that performed at the highest level were teams where there were two things happening. One is the members of the team could completely be who they were in the moment. They were free to be exactly mm. who they were, and they could still be fully accepted as part of the group. If you had those two things happening uh, within, a, within a group, then you create a sen certain sense of psychological safety or what we would call trust. And it, when that trust is there uh, and somebody is showing up authentic, authentic, uh, authentically, that creates the space for them to, uh, to change, to have transformations uh, that come out of that accountability. Uh, the, the fifth effect is the purpose effect. And that is just about how the right people will reveal your richest source of power. And what that is, is your big why. It's your purpose. It's your meaning. It's actually asking in any given moment, why am I doing the thing that I'm doing? Am I doing it because I'm on a podcast? Am I doing it because I'm having a chat with my new friend? Or am I doing it because someone might listen to this and hear what we're saying right now and it might change their life? Like that's the deeper purpose right. in what we're doing. And what we realize is that when you get around people, the right people, and, and you're accountable and you're authentic, it'll reveal uh, that you have a deeper reason for why you're here or why you do anything. And the last effect is the connection effect. And that's that your life will be measured by the quality of your relationships. And that one is really about how at the end of your life, you're not going to remember the things you're going to remember the people and how you made them feel and the experiences that you shared with those people. And ultimately that it's when we're in service of others that we create the greatest connection. And so finding ways to deeply connect with other people, whether it's your own family or even a stranger in an Uber ride or whatever of, of being willing to go past, Hey, it's hot out here. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, you know, I hear it's going to rain tomorrow, but can we actually say, Hey, tell me your story or, um, Hey, what's, mm. what's something you're celebrating right now? Or what's a hope or a dream you have for the future. And, uh, what I believe is that, um, if we can create more tribes, uh, to that, that are willing to go out and create more space for people to feel these effects, the, the power of other people. And I'm not talking about just social media and, and, and in the, in the online space, but in real life, live events, being together, 
in real life um, and then in connecting around meaningful questions and, and answers. That's, that's what fires me up. And ultimately, those are the effects come to life in the story that Ethan experiences. He has the effects taught to him by the mysterious elders of, of GoBundance or in the book, it's Tribe of Millionaires. But in real life, the, right. the Tribe of Millionaires is obviously GoBundance. Mate, that is an incredible list. And I think you, it's funny, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I didn't even look, look at the book to be honest, but I mentioned the four pillars that I'd noticed people in, you know, successful business, um, health, love and, and family or relationships. And you're essentially encompassing, and what I'd learned from this podcast, just interviewing, you know, over 200 people on the show, just how to be successful is the meaning of success doesn't just mean business success. It means you have to be successful across all aspects of life. And and I love how you've gone, you, you turned it into an effect, the influence effect, the accountability effect, the authenticity, the purpose and the connection, because you, you're totally right. You live a life uh, for more fulfilled uh, back to the dipshit you know, thing because maybe you didn't feel fulfilled or maybe it was you're trying to get out of your dad's shadow or whatever it was. You're struggling to, to find purpose in life, to find that accountability, to find um, that connection. And it really, it, it takes a book by the sounds of it, like The Tribe of Millionaires, to break it down into the, the fundamental parts of what we all yearn as people, uh, as human beings, as, as, as being part of a quote-unquote a tribe, in order to go out and be more successful in whatever we pursue, whether it be business or whether it be love or whether it be health. And I think it's, uh, it's really a, a tip of the hat to you guys in, in, in quantifying it into a book after seven years of, of you know, starting from really just an accountability group morphing into a, p- a position where you wanted people to come and grow and, and have a space to think and, and feel and, and, and be, a, be, be vulnerable uh, to now into a book for, for the masses to read. So, um, so really, really quite, quite, quite extraordinary. I, I, my, my big question, my burning question to all of this for you is, how's it been being the CEO of GoBundance after all that has come along in the last 13 years in your journey? Um, looking back, what, like, what's been the biggest hurdle for you to, 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 to build this company up? You know, I think um, I had to really, uh, and thank you for that, by the way, that was a beautiful um, tapestry that you wove of kind of the effects there. And just uh, thanks for reflecting that back to me. Um, that's, that's beautiful. That's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think what it's like to be the CEO of GoBundance, it's that moment where you're like, what did I just agree to do? Um, uh, and it's like, um, and so after four years, you know, I'm, I'm passing the torch this year to Dirk Van Rienen. He's our incoming mm. CEO. And, you know, really, I'm a visionary. I'm a, I'm a uh, think it all out and, and go inspire the people to start moving in that direction. And, and, and Dirk is taking all of the things I designed on the back of cocktail napkins and Google spreadsheets and other stuff. And he's systematizing it and digitizing it and he's adding a lot of structure and leadership to the team which was was which was much needed and it's giving me the ability to be more the ceo of fambundance which we're really scaling up right now and so it's uh it's it's on to the next thing again where you know i'm i'm looking now to see what what could a family mastermind look like if it was scaled up even beyond just our GoBundance membership but uh, and we have a way to go in. We have facilitators for kids of all ages. We can take any live event and we can turn it into a kid-friendly event. And we're not just talking about babysitting and daycare. 
we can mirror a learning experience for the kids in rooms right next door to any event. We had to learn that to do it for GoBundance. And so, um, you know, that's what I, I'm just focused on the next piece of the puzzle, which is family related because I have a 10 year old and a six year old. And I, I realized early on when I had that, Oh shit moment of like, what did I just do? (laughs) What I realized is that I had just traded a bunch of time with my family to be the CEO of GoBundance. And right. I, 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 no matter how I sliced it, um, I was going to be making a sacrifice. And I decided in that moment, I would bring them along for the journey. And that's how Fambundance got created. And so I think it's a combination of like uh, me uh, proving also to myself that I could do something different than Keller Williams and stepping outside of the Keller Williams ecosphere and my dad's shadow and everything all together all at once. And I did it, my main driving force, the purpose behind it, like we, like I just taught him the purpose effect was I wanted to make Pat, Tim and David proud. They were my mentors. Mm. And I knew if I made them proud, it would equal many other individuals getting to experience what I did. So it's been an honor, man. It's grown me immensely. I've had my ass handed to me multiple times. I've, (laughs) I've, uh, and I've, I've, I've awakened to a new level of leadership, which really is back to unlocking the genius that lies within the group and realizing that I didn't have all of the answers. So in the end, uh, it's about realizing that, you know, we don't know as much as we think we do, but if we put ourselves in the right group of people, we can find all of the answers that we need and then some. Yeah, no, I think that's really powerful. We, we we don't, you know, going down this road of being an entrepreneur, it's a, it's it can be lonely. Uh, and, and having tribes and, and groups like Abundance can surround yourself with other people in order to be accountable, but also to help answer the questions that we don't know. Uh, right? We 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 think we're going to go down and have this great life of financial freedom and yada yada yada, or whatever you know, whatever drives you. But then there comes a point where you're like, well. I'm also on a road less traveled and I don't have the support system that I used to have maybe working at a, at a day job and, and hence I need a group like Abundance to uh, to support me or, or at a minimum, you know, the tribe of millions. So, um, But mate, I want to be really respectful of your time. I know we've, we've probably gone over a little bit, but uh, at the end of every show, I do like to jump into the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Let's do it, man. I love it. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? Uh, I think the, the, the number one thing is uh, meditation. And that's just the space where I go to find myself over and over again and to really get centered, clear, and connected uh, about who I want to be and how I want to show up in the world. And that's been my go-to uh, thing is uh, is a ten minute minimum guided meditation every morning, first thing in the morning. Love it. No, I think it's so important. You, you're actually the third podcast today that I've done who's, where people have spoken about meditation and how it it, it really has had. A, I don't know if it's a resurgence, you know, for, for, for the for the young millennial like myself, but it seems that everyone seems to be doing right now, being more self-aware um, in order to, to block out the noise because sometimes we can just dive into the day and it takes you three hours to get, get the engine going because you haven't you haven't taken that time to be still for, for, for 10 minutes. That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, mate, uh, who has been the number one influence in your career to date? You know, I, I would have to say uh, my father because he gave me a big opportunity. 
He also told me that I should go meet David Osborne because he thought David would be a great influence on my life. And that turned out to be something that was very true. And uh, the more I become like David, the more I annoy my dad too. So it's kind of ironic uh, uh, how, how, it, how it goes. But my dad has been a supreme influence. Um, and I would say that David and my dad and me were all massively influenced by Gary Keller. So I got to give a shout out to the to the man and uh, and he's really been, you know, the ecosphere of GoBundance and everything we've done as a family and even David uh, and what he's been able to create being worth, you know, a, a tremendous amount of uh, high net worth. It's all come because of Gary Keller's vision and his courage as a leader to keep evolving and innovating. So I'll give the shout out to GK as the guy that that really helped us all. Love it, GK. The big GK. I've got to get him on the show somehow. <laughs> Mate, in your business, I, I assume you would have a tool. And what is the number one tool, whether it be software related or hardware related, like a phone or a person that you use on a daily basis that, that helps keep driving the business forward? Yeah, what a great question. You know, I would just say like, um, you know, Without me being driven forward, then the business can't be driven forward. And I would just share a, that right now I use this Aura Ring. It's O-U-R-A. And it's a health tracker. And it, it kind of tracks my activity as well as how I sleep and my variable heart rate. And it, uh, it's, been, it's been dramatically uh, changing the way that I approach my sleep and my daily activity. And it gives me a, a sleep score and a readiness score each day. In fact, today I got my highest score ever. So maybe your listeners Damn. can be a, the judge of that. <laughs> uh, but but I, you know, it's it's one of those things where, uh, the, for me, the data of how I'm taking care of myself is what makes it so that I can be present for my businesses. And for my businesses, it's all about the people, and I got to take care of them. For me to take care of them. I got to take care of myself first and set a great example of health, wellness, of living a full life. And then I got to go and make sure my people are doing the same because uh, I don't know how to work a whole lot of technology and programs and other things that don't work kind of automatically like my aura ring does. So without the people, my businesses would not uh, would not work and would not move forward. Uh, specifically, Paula Haft, you know, shout out to her as my CFO and and longtime standing employee. I used to call her when I was 10 years old because she was my dad's secretary and tell her where I was riding my bike to. And, and, and she would make a note and give it to my dad in meetings. And now she's my right hand and CFO after all of these years. So that's a pretty incredible awesome. person to have on the team. That's really cool, man. That's yeah. it's very, very cool to have someone like that who's uh, maybe you, I don't know how old how old she is, but maybe a sister figure or an auntie figure type of growing up, and then to now transition into being your uh, your your, your right hand gal. Yeah, you like to say. Yeah, she gets younger every year, buddy. That's great, <laughs> mate. Um, we spoke. Uh, question number four is it's it's a, it's a deeper question. You're sitting at seventy years of age, eighty years of age. You you got your grandkids next to you. Um, what would be the number one failure? And maybe you have already had this failure. Maybe it's 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 to come, and you you don't know what the answer is. But but given how self aware you are today, I think this this question goes pretty well. Is that at seventy or eighty years of age, you're talking to your grandkids, and you look back at your life, and you you think, okay, there was this one failure, and this is what I learned from that failure. What would that piece of advice be to your your grandkids um, in that moment, right there? 
Yeah. Wow. That is such a great question. And, you know, I think there's a, there's one value that my family out of, we have five or six core values as a family. And there's one specifically that keeps helping our family to move through anything. And it's to be a resilient warrior. And, uh, what that means in our family is that, um, that uh, we embrace the McCarthy family motto, which is that nothing is difficult to the brave and faithful. And uh, mm. there's also th- some words that are contained within the McCarthy coat of arms that are uh, uh, courageous, swift, and brave. And so we talk about being uh, courageous, swift, and brave in our family as living the, the McCarthy family motto, which is nothing is difficult. Uh, so I think it's just knowing that, you know, life is going to be challenging. That's part of the journey. And if we can, if we can weather those storms or better yet thrive through them and smile through them and laugh at ourselves through them. And if we can, if we can remember that there is always, uh, there, we're always held in a beautiful space. I believe that we're all here and we're, um, the universe has a plan for us, and I believe that it's unfolding. And if we'll just allow it uh, to happen and stick with it as resilient warriors and, and continue to try to strive to be our best, that, that the universe will always uh, respond in kind and take care of you and, and provide whatever you, whatever you need for your life. It'll abundantly show up. So stick with it no matter what's going on. I think that's my message for, for the future. That's awesome. I think it's really important to, and, and the, the big one, smile through adversity. What you just said this then, I think it's hard to be, it's hard when you're going through tough times to, to keep smiling, but you, you have to, you know that the, the sun's going to rise tomorrow morning and, and so are you. So, um, so awesome stuff. Mate, last question. Where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to be in your sphere. They want to find out a little bit more about you and go abundance. Where do they go? Yeah, great. Tribeofmillionaires.com. Tribeofmillionaires.com is a great resource for anybody who wants to do a couple of things. One, if you want a free copy of the book, if you just pay shipping, we'll send you a free paperback uh, copy of the book. Uh, Also on the website, Tribe of Millionaires, there's a tribal strength assessment. So if you want to go through a quick assessment and see how strong is your current group of of, uh, of, of, of friends or the tribe that you're running with right now in supporting you creating the life you want. There's a pretty quick and easy assessment there. Uh, also, if you're, you want to go right to the real tribe of millionaires and come and hang out with GoBundance.com uh, is the place to look. And, and really, we have our Aspen event coming up, which I, I, uh, I, I laid out for you. And if somebody isn't quite a millionaire yet, but they want to be at that event, we do take some volunteers to come and, and work and hustle and be a part of the, uh, environment. Um, but we'd love to have, uh, anybody who's, who's hungry enough to be there for the right reasons to join us in Aspen. And, uh, also if you are interested in the family entrepreneur, uh, things that we're doing, in Fambundance, you can check us out at fambundance.com as well. That's uh, where I'm pouring a lot of my energy today. That's awesome, mate. Well, well I want to thank you so much uh, for jumping on the show today. Just a few quick the takeaways that I took away from today because I've been frantically writing notes down. I think the number one thing um, that you said earlier on in the piece was success is the willingness to work on yourself. 
And, and I think that is really something that you know, you've come from being a bit of a dipshit into being self-aware and understanding that success is going to be, you know, it's ever changing, it's ever evolving. Um, being uh, successful across many pillars we've already spoken about, the, the, the self and the influence, the accountability, the authenticity, the, the purpose and the connection um, to lead a better life, to ultimately help your business um, is, is really, really some of the big takeaways I took away from today's uh, show. Um, did, did I leave anything out? No, man, I think you nailed it. Thanks for being such an attentive listener and uh, for conducting such a connected interview, man. I, I loved it. It was fun. Well, mate, thank you again so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we will catch up very, very soon. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice from Mike um, and, and all that he's gone through in, in his career through the, the trials and tribulations of stepping out of his dad's shadows and into being a, a CEO of GoBundance and trying to grow something which is more than what he is in, in his success. Uh, if you want to find out any more about him and what he does, please head over to tribeofmillionaires.com or head over to the GoBundance page and check them out. I want to thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that's what we're all about here on this show. We're going to do it all again next week. So be bold, be brave, and remember, go give life a crack. Hold up. 